This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Oh, it is the most wonderful time of the year. That's right. It is Masters Week. It has finally arrived. Zakino with you. Adam Scully with you this morning as well. Bob Weeks will be jumping in with us at the top of hour two around 11 a.m. as he is on the ground in Augusta National. Adam and I back at the mothership in the T-Dot. Good morning, everyone, whether you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, tsn.ca, of course, this morning on TSN 1050 right here in Toronto. We're about to kick off Masters Week. The anticipation has been immense. Adam, good morning. It's only been, what, five months since the last Masters? Um, and here it is again, but uh, this one, I don't know. I, I don't want to put an asterisk on November, but it, this one feels... Real, for lack of a better term. You know what? It, it's it's uh, it's funny. You know, first of all, good to be here. It's Masters Week. It's the best time of the year. It was strange in November, a because of when it was, and b because the golf course was completely different. You know, as we spoke about at length during our pre and post shows, seeing players hit hybrids into fifteen and watching them plug, or shots into nine. But you know, watching the Augusta National Women's Amateur over the weekend. And some of the coverage from the practice rounds like Augusta National is where it typically is in terms of green speeds, in terms of fairway firmness. I'm super excited. The forecast looks pretty good throughout the week, too. So we're back in our usual time slot and it's going to be a great week. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting the bounce back in Augusta. As you say, we will get into that a little bit at Winner's Weird and What. We'll also get into that a little bit with Bob as Bob's on the ground. He can give us a a first eye hand account of what we've got in terms of conditions leading into the event. We have nothing but clear skies and sunshine. So they're going to be able to get this as firm and as fast as they want it. There is chance around 35% of some moisture Thursday and Friday, especially overnight Thursday to Friday. I don't think the rain is any significant uh, amounts of rain. And with the sub air system and the four, five, six, seven dry days leading into the event, Getting this golf course firm and fast should not be an issue. So we will get into that in hour two. We've got lots to get to. We will give away a $100 gift card for Mr. Butcher like we do every week with uh, Golf Talk Canada Trivia. Trivia. We're actually going to do that in hour two today, a little bit of a different show. As this is going to be mainly, mainly Masters. Adam and I are going to do some Masters picks for you with some fantasy picks in hour one. Of course, TSN Edge hits coming this week on Golf Talk Canada Masters preview show for television. Uh, we've got lots to get to, but first, let's hit it with some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. All right, Skulls, Kepka gets engaged this week. Jen Sims, they've been together forever. We saw the announcement of the engagement, but the big announcement, if you're a golf fan, with all due respect, is he's in the Masters, and he's at Augusta, and he's practicing already couple things leaped out at me. One, he said, listen, if I uh, thought I was here to just finish second, I wouldn't be here. In other words, he thinks he can win or he wouldn't be there. So he's healthy enough to do that. And the other thing is, 
you know, we reported on a bunch of rumors, and we said they are simply rumors. Brad Faxon comes to mind six to eight months, he was suggesting. Are you surprised with all the rumor mill that was floating around out there, all the conversation that here we are, quick quick turnaround in the field at Augusta? I, I was taken by this. Yeah, it took me off guard, too, because, you know, Kepka didn't play in the U.S. Open, which he's had so much success, and that was back in September with, you know, another procedure. We saw him at the PGA Championship a couple times getting worked on. You know, he had the trainer out there with his leg up horizontally on, on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. So I, I really wasn't sure what to expect. The picture of the proposal, the knee looked okay there. So, so that was good <laughs> when, he, when he was on one knee. So, so that's where we're, we'll start. But in typical Kepka fashion... He responds to a tweet uh, a report from Brad Faxon saying the six to eight months with a Michael Jordan gif saying, and I took that personally. So Brooks Kepka is on the golf course. A report yesterday during a practice round playing with Victor Hovland said he was sort of walking around gingerly. So I'm not sure if he's just waiting you know, for the week to actually start where he can go full tilt. Who knows how serious the actual procedure was? Because as you and Bob are talking about when the news first came out, if you have knee surgery, you can be walking the next day or you could your leg could be up for six to eight weeks. So who knows what kind of game he'll show up with. Obviously, he's showing some better form. The win at Phoenix, he played well at the Masters back five months ago. I'm really curious which Brooks Kepka is going to show up this week. Uh, yeah, I don't listen. I don't believe this knee is 100% at all. I don't believe that for a second. But to your point... Knee surgery is a very vague term in 2021, right? Did they, you know, it was, in in my opinion, not a doctor, don't even play one on radio. However, if you've had anything really evasive uh, to the knee, there's no way you're playing Augusta. My my assumption here, Scully, is they've gone in and done some type of cleanup. Is that not the assumption now at this point? You would think, and, you know, especially Augusta National, where there really aren't that many even lies unless you're on a tee box. Where it's a Walking lot of... that golf course is just a tough go. Exactly. And, you know, we'll never forget what happened to Tony Finau a couple of years ago when he had that crazy celebration and his ankle sort of creaked and he somehow played and finished in the top 10 that week. So, you know, there is the expression, beware the injured golfer. You wonder, though, if Kepka does indeed tee it up, which we presume he will, if he shoots... You know, couple over par in round one, will he pull shoot? Or, you know what, is, is he just going to ignore everything and go out and play well? Who knows? Now, Canada, moving on, is dominant in many things, uh, Adam. We are a dominant hockey country. We are dominant in maple syrup, uh, <laughs> female bacon. Uh, I mean, we just lead the way in so many categories around the world. And now we can add girls seven to nine. Chipping, driving, putting contest, drive, chip, and putt at Augusta. Alex Card and Anna Wu finish first and second in the seven and nine girls category. Congratulations to them. I, I will be honest with you. I was drowning in Valero, Texas Open this weekend. As you know, I was on the air all weekend for PGA Tour Radio all the last four days. So I, and, and, I and, really... and today is day seven in a row? It's, yeah, it's somewhere... Seven or eight, yeah, yeah. of a 22-day stretch of broadcasting. But um, So I didn't, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't see any of the drive, chip, and putt. I didn't see any of the women's uh, Augusta Am. I didn't see any of the ANA. I was just strictly drowning in Valero. But this is great for the kids, good for Canada. Did you see any of it? You know what, I did. And it, it, it's become part of Masters tradition to, you know, the Sunday before 
the weather's getting nice here in the GTA, but to sort of settle in and watch these these young children or kids out there, you know, whether you're seven, nine or, you know, 13, 14, some of the older kids out there and the opportunity they have to go out and, you know, just whether they're on the, the, the practice tee or their drive chip and putting, it's, it's an unbelievable experience. And you can see the joy, not only on their faces, but their parents' faces too. I, I just wish, you know, they would extend this to like 29 or 30 year olds to go out there and have a division <laughs> for that. That that's, that's my one wish, but no, in all seriousness, this is, an awesome story for these two Canadians, um, Alexis Card and Anna Wu, to go out and do what they did. And Canvas had a lot of great showings in this event the last yes. number of years. Couple it's years, too bad, obviously, right? November didn't happen. But now that we're back on the April rota or calendar, hopefully next year it'll even be bigger and better. Now, uh, on the heels of that, one of those new traditions is the Augusta Women's Am. Uh, Shubasha uh, Kajatani wins. Uh, I did not see any of this. It was in a playoff. Um, I did enjoy it last, uh, not November, obviously, but I did enjoy this, uh, uh, the first go around with yep. Jennifer Cupcho. She's gone on to have a great career. Um, sounded like they had a great finish. Well, you know, near the end, the, the pin on the 18th hole was just below the slope, sort of similar where it's been in the past on a traditional Sunday and Kajitani hit her tee shot on 18 into the bunker and had to lay up and then nearly jarred her third shot for a walk-off birdie. She took it back off the slope, spun it back. It sort of caught the lip, didn't quite lip out, and then, you know, won in a playoff. It was, again, a, a great experience for these women to go out and enjoying Augusta National, competing at Augusta National, and excelling at Augusta National. And the conditions, like, it was firm and fiery. If, if it's that way a week, you know, I, two oh, days it's ago, going to be skulls. <laughs> once Thursday hits, if there's any breeze, I mean, we, we even saw last year in November on Sunday, it played difficult. The wind right. was up. The green start, started to firm out because we had that three-hour rain delay on the Thursday, which really softened everything. But it was getting firm and fiery back in November just for Sunday. But if we get that sort of wind, you know, Thursday, Friday. That's what we want. Look out. It would be awesome. Going to be fun. Uh, the one I really missed this week that I really wanted to see because I was catching the headlines and seeing some of the highlights of uh, uh, Patty Tavatakinen, who wins the ANA. Uh, it's her first win on the LPGA Tour for Patty, Symmetra Tour graduate. But I'm catching these headlines of her major championship. Listen, Lydia Ko, well done, Lydia Ko. Course record tying 62 to make this remotely interesting. Without Lydia Ko... Uh, Patty is a walk-off. It's a walk-off home run without what Lydia Ko did. But I, I'm catching the headlines all week. Skulls, she averaging three, 326 off the tee? Are you kidding me? Did you get to see her hit any bombs this week? Because I didn't. I caught the headlines. I saw the post-round comments. I saw what Lydia Ko did. I'm really upset that I missed some of this because, you know, th if these numbers are, are accurate, which I'm assuming they are, I mean, we haven't seen anything like this ever on the LPGA Tour before. Yeah, it, it was, it was, she has quite a move, and it was definitely playing firm and fast. Brooke Henderson was averaging over 300 yards herself okay, off the tee. Okay. So I'm guessing, you know, so like some perspective there. Okay. Exactly. So for a number of events, they, they only take driving distance, like they did for the U.S. Women's Open, only for a two or three hole uh, during each round. 
Uh, it was an awesome to see her win, at, you know, the, the, the jump into the pond, Poppy's Pond, uh, for the ANA, ANA inspiration, as per usual. And then, of course, you know, the big story here in Canada is Brooke Henderson. And she got off to a rough start, the 75 in round one, but then, but then followed up with rounds of 69, 68, 70. She did finish 12 shots back. But, you know, as we've mentioned, a quote-unquote sluggish start for Brooks so far in 2021. She still hit 79% of her greens at the ANA Inspiration, but 31 putts per round. She, you know, heading into the week, she was she decided she was putting left hand low from inside 10 feet. Something something has to change here for Brooke Henderson to get back into the winner's circle. She's looking for something. Uh, she's a victim of her own success, so a T-19 at a major is not going to get her any headlines or any attention. Uh, and you're right. It's sluggish. It remains sluggish. Our anticipation is as they get to play more golf, she'll start to rise to the top. She likes lots yep. of reps. She likes lots of golf. She hasn't had the opportunity to get it. She's about to get the opportunity to get it as the season rolls out on the LPGA Tour. Okay, on the other side, we're going to get to the news that I was all over this week. Jordan Spieth, back in the winner's circle for the first time since 2017 Open Championship. He's still hitting it sideways off the tee. He still can't turn over the driver. He's got one shot and one shot only with the driver. It's a a little hold-off fade or peeling cut. It's moving left to right. If he's got to move it right to left and he hits driver, he's hitting blocks dead right, almost cost him the golf tournament, did it. When he needs to move it right to left, if he hits three wood, he's fine. Will he have the discipline to do this at Augusta, Adam? Because looking at the par fives, they all move right to left. Now, there are a couple of par fives, like eight, okay, like 15, where left to right is fine. Because they're generally straight. Even though they lean that direction, they're generally straight. You can peel cuts all day long. Two and 13 <laughs> are difficult to hit. Cuts almost impossible. 13 to hit a cut, you're going to have to take driver almost on a Bubba Watson over the corner line. Yeah. On two, it can, depending on where they have the tee, you can get away with it sometimes on two. My question is going to be, and we're going to jump on this thing on the other side, will he have the discipline to hit three wood? Because you hit three wood on the par fives, you're going to leave yourself a lot of meat in there, especially on two. Not so much maybe on th- on 13. A lot of guys hit three wood on 13. But holes where you need to move it right to left. There's a couple other key tee shots there. Ten comes to mind. You need. He's going to have to hit three wood because you can't peel cut. That is going to be interesting at Augusta. On the other side, Adam and I will break down Spieth, his victory. The drought is over. What Adam thought, what he saw, and we'll hear from Jordan Spieth after his win at the Valero Texas Open. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver. Only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. Golf Talk Canada, 
Zacchino Scully, weeks coming by an hour two. Our Masters preview show before we dive head first into green jacket content. Jordan Spieth back in the winner's circle. His 12th PGA Tour victory to go along with three European Tour wins. He's a three-time major champion. He's a Masters champion. And he is coming off a hot streak the last seven starts that we haven't seen in quite some time from Jordan. The missing piece was closing the deal on Sunday for the victory. He does it at the Valero Texas Open. Before Adam and I break this down for you, let's hear now from our winner, Jordan Spieth. Just one bogey, seven birdies in this final round for Jordan, and two of those birdies coming the first three holes. That's when you grab the lead, never looked back, although Charlie did pressure a bit. Yeah. What mental attitude did you bring to the golf course today to get this job done? I actually felt really light. I mean, I felt uh, felt like I just wanted to come out and smile, try and have some fun. I mean, that's been kind of a challenge for me is in on these Sundays that I, when I've been in contention is early on in the round, I've kind of... Um, just not come out with like a real lightness to me and I thought today I did it was nice I've, I like hanging out with Charlie I had all yesterday with Matt so um, man I, I just uh, it's been a long road <laughs> yeah it has and you know it's hard to win out here on the PGA Tour although early in your career you made it look pretty easy but you have struggled with confidence over the last year or so that being said how impactful and gratifying is this victory I mean, there were a lot of times I wasn't sure, you know, if if I'd be here with you, you know, talking to you about this right now. Um, you know, I never really doubted in myself to be able to kind of, you know, get back to where I wanted to go. But when you lose confidence, it's a lot of a lot of times it's hard to see the positive going forward. And just kept my head down. I owe a lot of people thanks. I can't wait to tell them. Um, it's not. It's a. It's a team, and it's a team effort. And I've been blessed to work with the best in the world um, at everything that they do. So. Uh, this is a this is a monumental win for me. It's one that you know, I've certainly thought about for a long time. As the music implies, you didn't stop believing. Congratulations <laughs> Thanks, on the victory. Todd. Appreciate it. Jordan Spieth alongside uh, Todd Lewis Golf Channel. Uh, popular win, Adam. Uh, the game's more interesting when Jordan Spieth is winning because he does everything. Kind of, uh, you never know what you're going to get. Um, I'll get your thoughts, to, and I would ask you, did you see his second shot in the 17 Saturday night? And I think that is a perfect example. He blocks his drive down the cart path at the drivable par 4 17th, takes a drop into slushy mud and rock, and hits a flop shot that only maybe he and Phil Mickelson, maybe the only two players on the planet that would even think about it. And hits it to two feet, makes birdie. And that was a window into what we were going to get Sunday. Absolutely amazing. It really was. You know what? That was actually reminiscent to a flop shot he hit. That took me back immediately. 2015, when he won that Masters in runaway fashion. Third round. Hits his approach shot into 18 right of the green. Where not many people go right of the green, pin high. Hits this. He has no green to work with, has no business hitting it anywhere near the hole, hits it to about four feet, makes par, goes on to win the Masters in historic fashion the next day. And, and Jordan Spieth just has that flair for the dramatic. And even, you know, when he won that 2017 Open Championship, I'll never forget Roger Maltby's reaction when he hit that tee shot on the 13th hole, a hundred yards right of the fairway. Like this thing was right of right. Yes, he was trying to hit it in the right rough. But this went 100 yards right of that fairway. And, you know, taking as long as they did to take that drop to go on and make a pretty darn good bogey 
and then the way he rebounded, nearly making a one on the next hole, making a 50-footer for Eagle on the next hole. So it's been fun seeing Jordan Spieth in this latest journey, you know, with these uh, multiple top five finishes in the last month, month and a half or so, but not being able to really close the deal. But he was sensational yesterday, sensational all week. And, you know, now he really is one of the betting favorites this week at Augusta National, which we'll get into in our next segment. Okay, but that's a great segue because here are the two cases. I will build you the two cases, and I and then I will ask you what case do you fall in. Case number one, Jordan Spieth will contend at Augusta. Here's the case why. He has a win, and he has four top tens now in his last seven starts. A win and four top tens in his last seven starts. He is a positive 32 strokes gained approach to the green in the last nine weeks. That's a very important stat with Augusta winners. Plus 32, blowing away the rest of the competition over those last nine weeks going back to the Waste Management Phoenix Open. History at Augusta, a win in three top threes and seven appearances. His first 20 rounds, nine of them he had a piece of the lead or the outright lead. He is his, has historic numbers already a winner at Augusta. Okay, that's case number one. He's going to contend. Lots of ammunition there. Case number two, Jordan doesn't contend at Augusta. Mm-hmm. It's mainly one reason. 51.79% of his fairways. 51.79% this week. Can't get the driver turning over right to left. One-dimensional off the tee. What case do you fall into? Well, if he's not hitting the ball well, we go right back to 2016. He's walking up after the ninth hole, final round. He's played 63 holes of the golf tournament. He's a five-shot lead. This thing is over. Hits it way right on 10, bogey. 11, hits it way right on 11, another bogey. And then on 12, we know what happened, hitting this little peeler right that had no chance because the wind was going that way too. It's it's tough to say. As we were mentioning, yes, he's got to follow the discipline where on the 13th hole, if if he's playing a cut, he's got to take a Bryson line. And Jordan, I mean, yes, he has a little more speed than he once did, but he's not, he, he can't do that. So, I mean, being 206th in driving accuracy this year and 178th in greens and regulation, if his short game struggles at all, I, I'd, I'd say he has no chance around here. But if he plays the way he does and just has a decent tee to green, he's going to be in the mix. I, I, w- I am leaning towards in the mix. I am leaning yeah, towards too. we'll be in contention. And, and I'll tell you why, Skulls. I don't think he's going to hit the ball great off the tee. I'm with you. I think we're going to see three wood at 10. We're going to see three wood at 13. He can turn the three wood over right to left. If he's got that discipline, I think we'll be okay. Here's the other reason, too. The car crash in 2016 happened at 12. There was problems at 10 and 11. But you can still win that golf tournament if you get through 12. The car crash came with the iron. It didn't come with the off the tee. If he avoids the car crash, that's what he's... There's, you know, there's only three players to ever go on and win with a double bogey, right, at Augusta. It's this. It's those eights. Those other. You got to avoid the car crash, and I think he can do it again. It came at twelve. Didn't come with the driver. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. I know it's more fun now that he's in contention because he's one of those guys that gives you these storylines. It's not A to B. It's not a perfection. It's not Faldo. We ain't going to go give you eighteen pars of perfection and, and lull you to sleep. Okay. 
Uh, he goes and he shows you things that you don't see, and it's really good that he's back in the Warner Circle. Now, be interesting to see if you and I have selected him, because on the other side, Adam and I, we're going to jump into some fantasy. We like to do this every Masters. We take an American, we take a European, we take an international, we take a former champion, we take a player over the age of 50, and we take a wild card. Will we take any of the same picks? I don't know. We're going to get into it next. We're getting into if you are building a fantasy team, who do you want on your team for the Masters and why? This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Uh, Canada, Zakino Scully, weeks by an hour or two. Okay, we're switch gears now, full masters all the way. It starts this week. We can't wait for it. Golf Talk Canada TV, 60-minute Masters preview show Wednesday, 11 a.m., leading into ESPN on the range, TSN Masters pregame. We're back for the opening round Thursday morning. Myself, Bob Weeks, Graham Dillette, James Duthie, 10 a.m. Eastern, uh, three-hour pre-round. Is that correct? Uh, three hours of live from Amen Corner, featured groups, um, Early round coverage of what holes 15 and 16 as we lead into network coverage, correct, Skulls? Yeah, so I'm just pulling up our – it's 11 a.m. Eastern. Start, oh, it all gets underway on Thursday. And 11. that's where you and James will be in studio and Bob and Graham will be down, uh, down at Augusta National. And I was actually on a call earlier. I would recommend people to go on Bob Weeks' Instagram because they, it almost looks fake where they're standing. It looks yes, so Yes, I saw cool. that. It does look fake, but that's yeah. our set every year, right? We stand that's there every so, year. I, I believe the set has moved a little bit okay. from, from my understanding, but it, it looks unbelievable. You and James in studio, 11 a.m. Eastern on Thursday. You'll have all the, you know, you'll see everyone go through Amen Corner, two feature groups, 15 and 16 right. analysis. It's, it's, it's the best time of year. We have so much coverage on TSN. It is the best time of the year. Okay, we love to do this Masters Pool every year as we break down the categories. American past champion, European, international, over 50, and wild card. So, Skulls, a lot of fantasy people. I think there's more fantasy golf betting and activity uh, now than ever before. It's ridiculous. PGA Tour is, is, you know, showing odds during live golf, you know, as you watch PGA Tour broadcasts. The Masters is going to be a little different. Although they started a fantasy thing for prizing on their app this year. I don't know if you, if you caught yep. wind of that. But obviously, Augusta, a little bit more reserved when it comes to these things. But I know our audience. I bet you there isn't a single person listening to our show this morning that isn't in a Masters pool this week. Yep. So with that being said, let's start. I'm going to start with you. You're American. Who is your member of Team USA heading to Augusta? Yeah, so I went back and forth here. You know, obviously there's some great options. You know, you got Dustin Johnson who won this thing five months ago. You got Bryson DeChambeau. Justin Thomas won the Players' Championship, what, three weeks ago? But for me, not a dark horse at all, but he's not one of those guys. I'm going Patrick Cantlay. 
And he had the lead briefly, remember, back in 2019 when Tiger won his 15th major championship. He ended up finishing T9. He sort of fell off near the end of it with bogey at 17 and 18, but, or sorry, 16 and 17. But you know what? He's played well here before, T17 as well in November. He's been captain consistency all year in 2021, has a win as well. He's fourth in birdie average. A win in three other top tens this season. Patrick Cantley, he's my American. Mark, who are you liking for Team USA? I don't mind. I don't dislike the Patrick Cantley pick at all. Uh, at all calls. And four weeks ago, he might have been the hottest player on the PGA Tour four or five weeks ago. Uh, yeah. He is not my American. Uh, I believe we're going to see the Bryson DeChambeau this year, uh, this April, that we thought we were going to see last November. We yeah. will not be playing around with 48-inch shafts the night before. We will not be getting in our own way the night before. This will be a focused Bryson DeChambeau with an actual game plan, I believe, that works this time around. I, well, and, and, and to talk about Bryson, like it was his week in November was bizarre. It was so weird how, you know what, the, the the night before he goes back to the regular driver and he's just snipe hooking these things way left on Thursday. And then after Friday, he complains of stomach pain. He was dizzy. It was just a weird week for Bryson back in November. There are three categories in my mind that are the most important categories when trying to select a Masters winner. Par 5 scoring, mm-hmm. greens and regulation, and strokes gained approach. There's only been one. Everybody thinks it's a putting. There's only been one guy in the last 15 years since they did the major reno to Augusta that has out-putted the field and won that way, and that was Patrick Reed. Otherwise, it was who? It was a second-shot golf course and guys that dominate par fives. He leads the PGA Tour in par five scoring. Uh, He's got two wins this season, three top tens, leads the FedEx Cup, Bryson DeChambeau. Okay. Mm -hmm. Next Mm -hmm. category, past champion. Yeah. Okay. Past champion, I'll kick it off, and I'm going to go, and I teased this in the previous segment, I'm back on the Jordan Spieth bandwagon. I think he contends. Only two players in history, Adam, have ever won the week before the Masters and won at Augusta. 2006, Phil Mickelson won the Bell South Classic and then went on to win his second green jacket. And back in 88, Sandy Lyle did it. It's rare, but Spieth's streaky. We know he's streaky. I gave you the list as to why I think he's going to contend already. I'm going to go with Jordan Spieth. All right, Skulls, who you like in on your past champion category? I mean, maybe it's good minds think alike. I don't know. But I'm also on Jordan oh. Spieth. That, that, that's who I had written down. I was contemplating him and Dustin Johnson. But, I, you know, at the way DJ, I'm not really sure what kind of form he has. He's hitting a lot of poles. He's not putting it that well at this point obviously in November he had this historic run going into the Masters but with Jordan Spieth you know what obviously 2016 happened when he you know started bogey bogey quad uh, during his back his second nine on Sunday but then many will forget that he almost came back and won like he had a great stretch coming down so uh, you know what he's showing some good form like I mentioned in the last segment if he just has a decent week ball striking I think Jordan Spieth is going to be in the mix and looking forward to seeing that because he loves talking to his golf ball. He's so entertaining to watch. He's awesome to watch. One of only uh, five players in history to win this golf tournament uh, wire to wire. I mean, yeah. I mean, he loves this tournament, Skulls. It's unbelievable. Okay, stay with you. Who's your European? Okay, I, I think we might be on the same wavelength of this one too. Uh, John Rahm is my European this week. I, I think it's his time. You know what, heading in, there were some distractions coming in uh, with with 
but now they're gone, well, gone, so to speak, that uh, his wife just welcomed a new baby boy into the world. So John Rahm had said that if it was during tournament week and he got the phone call, he gone. But, uh, you know, the baby's been born, so that's awesome. So now he can, you know, he's there at Augusta National. He's played well, three straight top tens at the Masters. Uh, seven starts since the November Masters, five top tens, hasn't missed a cut. John Rahm showing some great form. It looks like, Mark, he's... I mean, obviously the equipment change is a big change, but it looks like he's getting more comfortable with the new gear, I would say. Well, I've got John Rahm as well, and I knew we were going to land on this page because you and I have been very vocal about this one. And I am still worried about the, the new equipment, but but the yeah. area that I'm not worried about, or the one the area that I am worried about is off the tee. When, you know, when you're playing a TP5 or TP5X golf ball and you've got twist face, I mean, your dispersion is is so tight, it's ridiculous. You know, scientifically, between pre-twist face and pre-five-layer golf ball in within the tailor-made landscape, we're talking 11 yards of dispersion, okay? This is a golf course where I'm not worried about that. You have room off the tee at Augusta. As long as you can create the shape you want, you don't need to be the greatest driver of the golf ball in the world when it comes to being straight off the tee. This is not a U.S. Open type of game plan off the tee. So because of that, I'm all over John Rahm this week, to your yeah. point. And this this stat I love. And I'm going to get into this a little bit this week on TV. But I absolutely love this stat. We talk about greens and regulation as being huge when it comes to picking the winner at Augusta National. But I'm going to go one step further. Because if you're leading anywhere on the PGA Tour in greens and regulation, sometimes that works against you. Now, let me make sense of this, because people out there are probably listening going, what is he talking about? <laughs> if you're hitting a ton of greens and regulation, quite often you are not playing aggressive enough. You're always playing to the fat side of the flag, fat side of the green, giving yourself 25, 30, 35, 40 feet, 40 foot putts all day. You're not going to win if you don't take shots. I love this stat on the PGA Tour. Greens and fringe in regulation. Uh. So do you go at pins, Scully? Have you taken the short side of that flag, attacked, hit a quality shot that leans into the fringe? Technically not a green in regulation, but technically could be 15, 10 feet from the flag with your putter in your hand, taking shots. Guess who's number two on the PGA Tour in greens and fringe in regulation? John Rahm. Yeah. Love that stat going to be key this week you got to know when to take your shots at augusta national okay yeah. what do we have one more category for this loop international player i'm yep. going to go louis ustazen always plays Ooh, well in big okay. events always plays well in big events has some great results this year a t-second at the workday uh he finished uh, third at the u.s open t11 waste management phoenix open Hasn't played well as of late. T41 at Players' Championship. Dell Technology, not that great. But Louis always seems to play well at Augusta. Probably should have won a few years back when he didn't pull it off, when he had the big albatross at number two. He's my international uh, player. Scully, who's your international? And then we'll go to break. Yeah, a great pick with Louis Ustase, and he had that great chance in the playoff when Bubba Watson hit that unbelievable swinging hook shot from the trees or the pine straw. But for me on the international side, I was going between Adam Scott and Cameron Smith, but for me it's Cameron Smith. And yes, he was the first player in Masters history to shoot or post all four rounds in the 60s back in November. We can discuss you know, whether there should be an asterisk beside that or not, who knows. But 
Three top 20 finishes since that T2 back in November, including a fourth place finish at Genesis. Very consistent as well. 16th in strokes gained putting, 25th in strokes gained around the green. I think a green jacket and a mullet, they might look pretty good together. <laughs> I love it. And something to note with Cameron Smith, I told you that Bryson DeChambeau was tied for first in par five scoring on the PGA Tour. He's tied with Cameron Smith. Par five scoring. You dominate the par fives at Augusta, you're going to have a real good chance to win. Okay, we're going to take a break. On the other side, over 50 in wild card. We'll tee up hour two, which will include a $100 gift card to Mr. Butcher and bring in Bob Weeks live from Augusta. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Welcome back, Golf Talk Canada's Aquino Scully Week's going to come by at 11 a.m. at the top of hour two. We're going to give away a $100 uh, gift card for Mr. Butcher. Then we've got uh, Winners Weird and What. Give you caught up on some of the winners from around the world of golf as well. All things Golf Talk Canada, all things Masters. All right, Scully and I continuing our Masters uh, fantasy. We have now gotten to an interesting category, Scully. Over 50. Probably four ways I'm guessing you could go here, and it's difficult to make a case uh, for all of them. It's also easy to make a case for all of them as well. It's kind of like that Jordan Spieth. I can point to, to, to both sides of the fence, Skulls. All right, let's go with it. Who, who, who are you starting over age 50? Yeah, I, I took a long time on this one, bouncing around. There's There are some, some good uh, players you could pick from. I was close to picking Mike Weir, but as was I for the entertainment value. I want to see bombs out there on the weekend. I want to see the aviators strutting around <laughs> on the weekend. I, I want to see that. I'm going Phil Mickelson in the over 50. And yes, he has had a really strange 2021. Hasn't played the greatest of golf. His putting has just been abysmal. 130th in stroke game putting on the PGA Tour. Having said that, he's made four straight cuts at Augusta National. So, I mean, limited field as well. So, I mean, over 50, I want to see the bomb machine. I want to see Phil Nicholson out there. Mark, who do you like? Well, you know, my heart, I wanted to take Mike Weir. And I will say Mike Weir is playing better coming into this year's Masters than he has in, in over a decade. And we should really feel good about Mike Weir's opportunity to maybe play four rounds of golf this year at Augusta as Canadian golf fans. I love what Bernard Longer's been able to do. You know, over age 60 now, and there's a chance Bernard Longer is certainly going to play four rounds this week at Augusta, which is amazing when we're having these conversations. But I'm with you, Adam. I'm, I'm going to start Phil Mickelson. He's horrible. <laughs> okay, this is not how you sell somebody on a fantasy team. But he's awful. He can't drive it straight at all. His putting's terrible. His decision-making ability is pathetic. He has no momentum right now at all. He's lost in the wilderness. Why would you have him on this team? When he goes down Magnolia Lane, he's different than any other human being on the planet. Just like Tiger, just like Jack. They were different. They didn't have to be in form. 
They didn't have to have momentum. They didn't, you know, when Jack won in 86, you know, he, they, he was dead and buried. He won. When, in 2019, when Tiger won, dead and buried, right? Phil Mickelson, when he gets to Augusta, there's something different. And I think mm-hmm. he's the no-brainer in the category because of that. Uh, would it surprise me if he missed the cut? No. Would it surprise me if he won? No. <laughs> like, it's that yeah. crazy. It is that wide a lane when it comes to Phil Mickelson at Augusta. All right, my final pick, wild card. I had a tough time with this one, yeah. Adam. And the reason I had a tough time, because we're allowed to do whatever we want in wild card, right? And I wanted to do something really brave. Uh, I wanted to go Ooh. Patrick Reed because he's so, you know, I mean, he's been on my radar all, all year. And when I lay my lollies this week, I will have lollies on Patrick Reed. Uh, I wanted to go Sergio Garcia because, you know, already a winner this season on the PGA Tour has had some good showings. He's so good strokes gained approach. He's a good par five scoring. He got, he missed Augusta in November due to COVID, which I'm sure, you know, he was irritated and angry to miss the Masters uh, and is probably, you know, thankful to be back. But Dustin Johnson is, st- is I could still pick Dustin Johnson and put him on my team. I've got to go world number one. He's going to be my wild card pick. Do I like his form right now? No. Uh, is there an asterisk in my mind on the November win? I, I, do, I do think he had he tied nine. He either broke or tied nine scoring titles from November on a golf course that was mush. There's an asterisk there for me. But he's always played well in this event. It's not like that was the first time he had a chance to win. He's had a chance to win on hard, fast Masters before. He's still world number one. He's still world number one for a reason. I think you need him on the team. Do I like his current form? No. Eh, I got to take him. Okay, Skulls, your last pick. Who's your wild card? Yeah, hard to argue against any of those, but my wild card pick is not someone you just mentioned. So I think that's, you know, for our listeners out there, you want to have a lot of different options for some different value picks or different categories in your pools. And for me, that's Paul Casey. It's five career top tens at the at the Masters, second place at the PGA Championship back in August. Sure, not the greatest form going into it, but he's played well here before. He's a Ryder Cupper. Why not Paul Casey? I love Paul Casey. In one of the pools I'm in, he was in the category. I ha- had to select him. I went with Paul Casey because he's so so good tee to green. Great iron player, stroke skate approach. Has done well here before. Uh, another note to the DJ pick, Skulls. Uh, listen, only Faldo, uh, Woods, and Nicholas have ever won back-to-back here. So mm-hmm. winning back-to-back is, is almost impossible. So that's another strike against DJ. I, I get it. I like the Casey pick. Okay, uh, I'm surprised. The two names... That ha- did not come out, then I'm surprised did not come out because, well, if you look at, I'm going to pull a number here for you that I'm sure you, you're going to hear a lot of this week. Uh, four of the last six winners, all right, four of the last six winners have led by more than eight shots at the end of the week in strokes gained approach. So in the last six years, you need to be near or at the top of the food chain and strokes gain approach. Colin Morikawa and Justin Thomas, when you're talking strokes gain approach, they're the two best in the world. They're the two best iron players. Neither one of us went anywhere near them. Why didn't you? For more Morikawa, it's it's the flat stick. I, I just it's hard for I mean, I know he putted well and played well winning the WGC. 
I just, I just don't trust that just yet with, with Colin Morikawa for sure. And, and Justin Thomas, he played unbelievable, you know, for the final 36 of the Players' Championship. The following week, the match play, he was not, not so good hitting, you know, had a really aggressive two-way miss going left and right off the tee. That's why I stayed away from both those guys. Yeah, I don't believe, I don't, you know, I both think if they're putting well, like if they have their A-game putting, like we saw with Morikawa at the PGA and we saw him at the WGC, can he putt well enough to win at Augusta? I think he can if he has a good week. Problem is he sometimes has those weeks where he looks like he's putting, putting with a blindfold, and you can't afford to do that at Augusta. Although passive putters, like Justin yeah. Rose, Never one. Passive putters tend to do well on these really fast greens at Augusta. I get that. I stayed away from them more because of their shots around the green. Um, you know, some, I mean, I just don't know if they have every kind of tool necessary from those shave down areas when it gets firm and fast. Going to be interesting. All right, yeah. Skulls. Well, we'll get Bob's thoughts. He's going to join us on the other side at the top of the hour. We're also going to give away a $100 gift card doing some Masters trivia. Uh, to Mr. Butcher, Mr. Butcher, uh, some of the best meat products on the planet. That's M-I-S-T-E-R, butcher.ca. 20 Weeks of TaylorMade kicks off this week. We will let you know how you can win this Wednesday on social media and Golf Talk Canada. We are going to give away, Adam, to kick off 20 Weeks of TaylorMade. 20000 in prizing across 20 weeks in the summer. Grand prize will be the custom-fit TaylorMade golf set Top to bottom, tour experience through the bag. We're kicking off week one, though. The commemorative limited edition team tailor-made Augusta National Master Staff Bag. You want the staff bag that DJ's carrying, Rory's carrying, team tailor-made, Morikawa. It's the white and green limited edition, the inside the bag, azalea-lined pocket staff bag. If you're an addict sicko like Adam and I, and I know you are because most of our listeners are addict sickos, this is something you want in the house. We're giving it away week one. The only way you can win is if you participate. We will launch that Wednesday. Golf Talk Canada TV, social media. Stay tuned on how you can win during 20 weeks of TaylorMade. On the other side, Bobby Weeks from Augusta. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome back, Golf Talk Canada, Hour 2, Zucchino, Scully, and now joining us from Augusta National, we need the music, dun dun dun, dun dun dun, dun dun dun, 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 d
That that was horrible. <laughs> I don't know what you were trying, but it didn't work. It was horrible. <laughs> oh man, how's it going? You okay? All good down yeah, there? Everything's everything's good down here. You know, it's uh, it feels a little bit more like a Masters. Um, there's a few people on there. There's there's ropes up this time. There's a little bit of action on uh, Washington Road when you come in. You see a few of the people looking for tickets, and uh, so it's not all the way there. There's still not as much traffic or anything like that, but it does feel a little bit more like a Masters, and it's perfect Masters weather, I'll tell you that, like kind of low 20s and uh, sunny. Okay, so that's where I wanted to start, Bob. I want to start with conditions because uh, leading into Thursday, you know, we're talking, what, six, seven, eight days of straight sunshine. I know there's maybe some moisture for Thursday, Friday, but are we going to get that bounce? Are we going to get that hard-running, fast masters that we all want? Yes, you are. I can, at least at the start of the week, it looks like you said a little bit of rain maybe Friday, uh, late Friday, maybe Saturday. But I was talking to Mike Weir, and he said that he has a good friend who played in a little member tournament they had here about 10 days ago, 10 or 12 days ago. And he said there was a firm and bouncy. So uh, we saw a little bit of that at the ANWA with the women's amateur players, you know, having a hard time kind of controlling the ball on the green. So uh, it's only going to get firmer. I can, I can assure you of that. So I don't think that, I mean, somebody may shoot 20 under, um, but I'll, I, I, I can tell you it's not going to be the soft stuff coming out of that first cut that we saw in November. We're with Bob Weeks, who's at Augusta National right now, the second Masters in five months, just a couple days away. And, Bob, we'll get to your, your picks here shortly. We, Mark and I just did our, our draft where we went through Americans, past champions, international, over 50, wildcard, European, the works. But something we haven't talked about yet today uh, during our show in detail are the Canadians in the field this week, and that's Mackenzie Hughes, Corey Connors, and Mike Weir. Of those three... Who is your favorite out of those three Canadians, Bob? I think I would take Corey Connors. I think his game sort of suits uh, a lot of what we've got around here. And, you know, he's a guy who we've talked about so many times on this show who, who hits fairways and hits greens. And when he putts, he contends. And we've seen that his putter has been uh, markedly improved. It's not by any means fantastic. He still has a bad week, sort of like a little bit like last week. Um, but he is uh, he's still improved dramatically in his putting. Danny Saul it could be a factor. I've talked about how he has helped him with reading the lines. But Danny's been to seven Masters before alongside with Vijay Singh. So he's garnered a lot of information about how these greens play and how they break. So, um, you know, Corey finished tied for 10th here last year. And I know he loves the golf course, feels that it suits him. The, his coach was telling me, Derek Ringer was telling me, you know, he loves because he turns that the ball the proper way here uh, onto the holes. And so I think he's got a good feeling about it. I think he feels comfortable out here. All right, uh, like uh, Adam suggested, Bob, we want to get your picks. But before we do, I, I want to know, you know, I was head deep in the Valero Texas Open this weekend. I did not get a chance to see a lot of the other great golf and activity that was going on around the world. So I, I was focused a lot on Jordan Spieth. I need to know. Bob Weeks is in what camp? Jordan will contend because his iron play is back and the magic's back and he's had a great run and now we've checked the winner's box. Or Jordan Spieth will not contend because he's still one-dimensional off the tee, hitting it sideways, still not putting the ball in the fairway. Uh, I'm kind of in the in the camp that he will contend. I think you can base that on a lot of past history here with how, how well he has played uh, at this golf tournament over the years. Last year was a little bit of a 
um, a bump, obviously, when he wasn't playing all that well. But, you know, he's uh, he's he's got a great record around this golf course. And I think since 2014, he actually has the best record uh, cumulative under par. He has been uh, 43 under par since that period, which is one better than Dustin Johnson. And I think just the feeling that he gets from winning may be almost bigger than knowing that his swing is coming back. He sort of talked about the balance between the, the technical side and the mental side that he went through yesterday. And in past, when he's sort of been in contention, he's when he hits a bad shot, he starts to think technical. He starts to think, where's my, where's my hands? Where's my swing? Where's my club? Instead, right now, he's thinking, okay, look, I've just hit it there. Now maybe I have to play a shot like Bubba Watson and curve it, but I'm just going to feel that shot. I'm going to play it around there. And I think that's a big step. Um, so I, I don't know if he's going to win, but I think he'll be uh, a lot better than he was in, that we saw in, in November. And I think, I think he might be up there in at least in the running on Sunday. Yeah, essentially, George, it's for a while, Jordan Spieth was playing swing, if you will, instead of reacting, you know, and, and feeling a shot. He was just a, a lot of technical thoughts and, and thinking about it. But Jordan Spieth is available in a couple of these categories. He's a past champion. He's American. I guess he could be a wild card, too. Uh, but, Bob, would you put for yourself in these picks, would you put Jordan Spieth as your favorite as the American or a past champion? Um, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'd use him as my wild card. I still think there are players who are, uh, I would have ahead of that in, in that circumstances. But, um, you know, for, like for past champion, I still think that Dustin Johnson has has a good look and even though he hasn't shown form lately i think he'll round that in here i think patrick reed is kind of flying if he can a little bit under the radar for a certain um for, for people who want to who want to take patrick so i think there's a few other picks there i would go i'm not i'm a little nervous still on jordan speed even though i think I, it's wonderful to see it back in the winter circle do you want to go through him bob do you want to do rapid fire with us Oh man. Uh well let's see here. I got <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we'll just do it. I'll do them with you. American. Okay. American Give me a I'll go I'll go Patrick Reed with American. Okay. Okay. Pa- past champion. Past champion I'll go Dustin Johnson. Okay. European. European uh, uh, Skip to the next one. Let me think about that one for a second. <laughs> okay. I- international player. International player, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Abe Answer. Abe, oh, I like that. I haven't heard that, that name this radar. morning yet. Nice. Okay, interesting one here because you could go a few ways. Over fifty. <laughs> we have a category over fifty. I didn't look at yeah. that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Mike Weir. Yeah, we want, we almost we were leaning that way too. Okay, okay, you got two categories left: wild card, anybody you like, and a European. European, I'll go. Uh, boy, I'm gonna go Rory. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. That's a bold move. I know. That is I know bold. It's a bold move. It's a bold move. And then for my wild card, I'm gonna go with Sergio Garcia. Yeah, that, you know what's funny, Adam? Remember, I brought up Sergio kind of flying under the radar. Wasn't there in November because of COVID, Bob, and I'm sure he's happy to be back in the field. Okay, I, we know you're busy. We know you got to get going. Just a, a couple little more things before uh, sure. we let you go. Uh, with, with this firm and fast kind of golf course, you know, the six, uh, four of the last six winners have been nearer at the top of the leading strokes gain approach. 
We talk about greens and regulation. Guys, we like to hit a lot of greens. If it's going to be as rock hard as it is, the scrambling start moving, uh, strokes gain around the green, does that start creeping up closer to the top of the category where you're looking when you're thinking who could win this thing? Because when it's as rock hard as it is and it's as difficult as it is and the greens are not receptive as they are, we're not going to see you know, the Cameron Smith hybrid, hybrid into 15 that lands six feet from the hole and sticks this time around. Does that guy inside 15 yards who's a bit of a genius, does he start getting some of the advantage around this golf course? Yeah, I definitely think so. I think you're going to see guys who are going to have to kind of manufacture shots, as we've seen, you know, traditionally in the past, not last year necessarily. But I think you're right. I think the uh, I think the artist might have a little bit of an advantage over the technician, let's put it that way, when you're uh, trying to deal with the humps and the bumps and the rolls and the speed. Um, you know, I always I always think about uh, Brant Snedeker saying, saying that, uh, you know, everyone thinks about the greens here being so fast. He says, but you got to remember, they're also very slow when you're going the other way, when you're going up the hill. So um, I, I think the artists will will prevail here this week. Bob, awesome. Talk to you tomorrow. Golf Talk Canada TV uh, debuts Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. before our TSN pregame, ESPN on the range. And then uh, we got a busy week ahead of us, but it's the best week of the year. And uh, stay safe and have a blast down there and, and enjoy what's going to feel like uh, hopefully a lot closer to a normal Masters than what we had in November. Can't wait. We'll talk to you guys later. Weetsy, there he goes. Uh, interesting. Like, there's so many angles you can take here, uh, Adam. Like, I mean, very bold pick with the Rory McIlroy. Yeah, zero form. I love it, though. Like, absolutely zero form for Rory, but maybe – and no one talking about him. And maybe that's the blessing in disguise for Rory McIlroy, right? Maybe that is the blessing that no one thinks he can win right now. Well, and you wonder too, you know, after getting waxed by Ian Poulter in the first match of the WGC match play, he had 11 balls or 11 uh, bags of range balls at the driving range in between his next match. So you wonder how many, how long he's been on the range since from then to now. You, you know, how is that? How are his swing changes coming? Is he still trying to chase speed? Who knows what Rory's going to show up come Thursday? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I just think mechanically he's just so far off the path right now, so far away from his natural swing. I always call him an artist, not a mechanic. And when the, when an artist is full of mechanical thoughts, I just don't know if those lines can match. I hope I'm completely wrong, FYI. I don't want to be right on this one because the game's better when Rory's flying at full flight. Uh, I think regardless of Rory's in the mix or not, with a hard, difficult golf course, I'm anticipating a star-studded leaderboard come Sunday. I'm expecting names like DeChambeau and Spieth and Rom and Reed and just, you know, it's going to be a plethora of top 10, top 20 in the world names, past champions on that leaderboard come Sunday. We briefly touched on Canadians in the field. Touch base with that a little bit on the other side. Want to talk about Connors, obviously Weir, and of course Hughes, because um, they're all very different as they come into this. We have three Canadians all playing well, but all checking very different boxes. We'll talk about it next. On the other side, 870-1050, 870-1050. Mr. Butcher, $100 gift card. We're going to give it away on the other side with some Golf Talk Canada trivia. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested 
in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back, Golf Talk Canada. Zacchino, Scully. All right, Skulls, let's open up the phone lines. 870-1050, 870-1050. We're going to give away a $100 Mr. Butcher gift card. Of course, all the winners this year will go into a grand prize draw. A barbecue for you and nine of your best buddies. A sandbagger folks will be along for the Mr. Butcher barbecue. And maybe we're still trying to figure this out. If you do it on a Monday night, we might be able to do Golf Talk Canada on location as Golf Talk Canada Radio repeats Monday evenings Ooh. in Toronto. We got to speak to Mr. McDonald about this one. If we can do double dip one Monday, do two shows. A okay. morning show leading into Andy Petrillo and Leaf Slunch, or actually that'd be August, so I don't think Andy might be off, but we'll mm. be leading into something and then do another live version at night from the barbecue. Or and we just stay live tells, all day. I think or we just stay, stay live. Maybe it'll just be Golf Talk Canada Monday. It is yeah. August, right? Well, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> we'll just do like a Golf Talk Canada marathon. Could you imagine what that would sound like at the end? Oh, my. Brilliant, okay. I think. Oh, <laughs> let's give away $100 gift card for the first correct answer. Rory McIlroy, he's going to have a chance to complete the career Grand Slam this week at Augusta National. We want to know what player will have a chance to complete his career Grand Slam next May at the PGA Championship at Kiowa Island. Rory has a chance to do it this week. Who has a chance to complete the career Grand Slam next May at the PGA Championship next month at the Ocean Course of Kiowa Island? Chance to complete the career Grand Slam, 870-1050, 870-1050. Who has a chance to complete the career Slam next week, uh, next month at the PGA Championships? Okay, Skulls, we got three Canadians in the field. Yeah. Mike Weir, uh, finally healthy, finally playing well. Had a chance to win on the Champions Tour. Has not felt more confident coming into the Masters now than he has, say, in the last decade. Mm-hmm. Mac Hughes, Corey Connors, both playing well. Uh, when you look at a Canadian chances at Augusta, to Bob's point, you naturally want to uh, lean towards Corey. Because right. of the greens and regulation, because of the strokes gain approach, because those types of stats and numbers, because of his recent good play there, let's not forget mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. those numbers tend to lean towards what gets it done well at Augusta. I'll tell you what, a lot of pressure off your short game as well when you're hitting a lot of greens. Okay. Mackenzie Hughes, though, a lot of speed off the tee. New distance off the tee, taking care of par fives, uh, playing with confidence, playing with a little bit, I don't want to call it a chip on his shoulder, but he he just looks different to me at these big events now. Playing hard golf courses as well. You can compete at Honda, which he almost won. You can compete anywhere. Not that Honda and Augusta are similar golf courses. They're not. I'm just ter- and talking in terms of setups where you need to have full control of everything or forget it. Who are you leaning 
and why? Are you are you still on like talking about Team Canada? Are you Corey just because of the straight T to green greens and regulation? Or are you buying into my theory about Matt just looks like a guy comfortable when it gets tough? Well, especially if the winds do pick up, I, I, I'm all in on Mackenzie Hughes. We saw last year, you know, Honda Classic, and then after the pandemic pause, the, the PGA Tour restart, the Memorial played very hard. The BMW Championship was incredibly hard where Mackenzie Hughes went on to qualify for the Tour Championship. If it plays firm and fast, I, I really like Mackenzie Hughes as sort of a dark horse, you know, a value pick sort of thing this week. For Corey Connors... You know, he's made the putting adjustment now, the left hand low. He's had moments where that's looked really good and then sort of streaky where, where he has struggled on the green. So his putting stats have improved from last year. And yes, he did shoot, you know, the lowest round ever by a Canadian at Augusta National. And that includes Mike Weir's win back in 2003. Corey Connors did this back five months ago in November. So he has good vibes, good feelings around Augusta National. Either of those two guys... I would say, Mark, are pretty good picks. And then, you know what? Like, Mike Weir made his first cut at Augusta National in over a decade back in November. He's healthy. He's, he's fit. His swing's looking good. I say he's a pretty good chance to make the cut again. What do you think? Yeah, I think Mike Weir's going to make the cut. If you're going to ask me right now if Mike Weir makes the cut, I think Mike Weir makes the cut. I think, I think all three Canadians make the cut. Um, the concern I have, I, I called a lot of golf for Corey Connors this weekend. I know it's just a four-day sample. The putting was uh, really mm. off on, on a few of those days, really off. Now, again, passive putters sometimes tend to do well at Augusta because they don't have to hit it. You don't have to be, you know, you, if, if you're struggling with your putter, and I've said this many times on this show, if you're struggling with your putter, the last thing you want is a straight uphill eight-footer that you got to hit. Because that's where confident putters do well, and if and if you're not if you're struggling with your putting, sometimes that little soft tickler that you just bleed down the hill and gravity does its job is sometimes the easier putt to make because you don't have to hit it. Um, some people will argue with me on that one, and if they do want to argue with me about that one, I will point to Justin Rose's record. I will point to Adam Scott's only major championship victory coming at Augusta. And Sergio. anybody who knows anything about this game will tell you that the Achilles heel to Adam Scott in his career has been his putting. Yet why mm -hmm. did he win at Augusta? Bubba Watson, okay, is kind of a slice, not a great kind of, I don't want to call it a Billy Mayfair contact with the putter, but very much passive putter again, wins at Augusta. So you could argue with me on that, but you'd be incorrect. Do you, do, you, do you think, you know, Corey Connors played well in November and obviously the greens were different than okay. they're going to be. I'm so sure that's, that's where, where I was going, Adam. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going with this was I don't know if doing well in November is going to necessarily mean anything at all this week. You almost, so all those guys that played well in November, anybody who was a first timer in November Anybody who got to near or at the top of the leaderboard and it was their second or third Masters, flush it down the toilet. It means absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. They were playing golf in a swamp. We're going to get into this on the other side. Forget it. It wasn't Augusta. Thank God we had a Masters because any Masters is better than no Masters. But it was the softest we've ever seen the golf course. The grass was different. 
It's not the, the stained grass at the time of year that pokes through. The first cut actually looked like an intermediate or, I mean, a mm -hmm. primary cut. Okay? I'm not going to use the word because, you know, God forbid we use the word. I'm not going to use it. I mean, forget it. Okay? Just forget it. Um, this is different. And the only reason I abandoned that theory with DJ is because, as you know and I know, he, won in pre he, he didn't win in previous years. He's contended many years at Augusta. So he knows how to contend regardless. Of, but everybody else on that leaderboard, if there was at their first go around or second or third time around, and they did well in November, means nothing. Means absolutely mm. nothing. This is going to be a different animal. Great segue. On the other side, <laughs> it's an all-masters, all-masters edition of Winners Weird and What. Scully and I will do it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. Welcome back, Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino, Scully, congratulations, Mike Sherabura. Mike Sherabura, he wins the $100 gift card for Mr. Butcher, MrButcher.ca. He's also in that grand prize for the barbecue for him and nine of his best friends this August. Mike knew that Jordan Spieth will have an opportunity to complete the career Grand Slam next May, this upcoming May, I should say, at the Ocean Course Kiowa Island, where he getting a chance to get it done this week at Augusta, you get that career grand slam and you join golf immortality. That is the list. End the story, hands down. That is the list. We should also note that we're unaware if Phil Mickelson will have another crack in June at the U.S. Open because technically right now, Phil not in the field at Torrey Pines for the U.S. Open. So Phil's got to do something special, right, uh, Skulls, to get in that field because right now he's not there. He's, he's not there, and I know in the past he has said he wouldn't receive a special exemption like we have seen in the past. Who knows, maybe if his mind would change about that, should that scenario come to be. But yes, as of this point, he is not in the U.S. Open in June. Yeah, I wish he would change his mind on that uh, this time around for a couple reasons. Uh, a, uh, this is a one-off. This will be the first time he's ever needed anything like this in you know 20-some-odd years, 25 years. Plus, the other reason is hometown, San Diego, Torrey Pines. It's his hometown. Uh, you know, the fans deserve it. We'll get to that as we get closer to the U.S. Open. Let's get back to the Masters. All right. Three dub winners, weird and what Masters edition. Adam, the T is yours. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves and I got to step on one here. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. So my winner this week for the All Masters Edition, Mark, is Augusta National. And it's for everything that they've done, you know what, away from the actual tournament itself. So, for example, the drive, chip, and putt. How unbelievable is that for all these young 
kids and young teenagers to have a chance to do what they do on national television to qualify to get into it. The Augusta National Women's Amateur, like we mentioned in segment one, giving the, these incredible women a chance to go and play the golf course and have a chance to excel at Augusta National. And then what Augusta National has done as well, you know, behind the scenes, they posted, you know, on social media, there is a ton of footage that two, three, four years ago just wasn't around that, you know, it was restricted. But now there's so much stuff available. For example, just yesterday, they released the official film from the 2020 version of the Masters, and I watched a bit of it. It's incredible. I'd recommend going on YouTube and watching it right now. It, it's, it's exceptional stuff. So good on Augusta National for giving the average viewer or listener an inside look or an inside baseball kind of feel for what the tournament is. Yeah, I, I would say, too, that... Uh, they've done a great job of expanding the coverage to your point, Adam, and TSN has like we literally have the best co coverage in the world because mm -hmm. all those other uh, countries, those digital feeds that we run on TV on our five TSN feeds, those are on your phone and on your computer and they're spread out all over the place everywhere else around the world. It's only in Canada where you get to turn on your TV that early in the morning and get everything delivered to you right there on your television. The other thing I want to throw out at you too, I know you were supposed to go last year for your first time. Next year, we'll be back to normal. You'll be on the ground. Golf Talk Canada will be back on the ground. What they have delivered off the golf course too, to your point, the the the, the new media center is ridiculous. They, they mm. built like, a, a, it looks like the White House and it's the media center. And Bob texted me last night. I was chatting with Bob. I just wanted to make sure he got in okay. You know, they had to, to bubble themselves first mm -hmm. before him and Jamie and the crew got everybody got in the house. So I was just, hey, you okay? Everything all smooth? He says, yeah. He goes, if you saw the new international TV compound, it's he goes, it's unreal what they're able to do with a magic wand overnight. He says the place is unbelievable. Mm, that's exceptional. It's uh, and it's on TSN all week. It's going to be a great week of Masters coverage. Okay, my weird and my what are both sort of questions all around the Masters. And you know, one of the stranger stats we did ever see at the Masters was no player had shot four rounds in the '60s until November. And yes, that could be up for debate. You know, because the course was obviously very different back in November. Obviously, that was Cam Smith who did it. Do you think, Mark? What are the chances we see that happening again this week? Zero. Zero chances of four rounds in the 60s, I think, this week. I, I believe we're going to see some wins on either Thursday or Friday. Going to drive the scoring average through the roof. Uh, if somebody shoots 20 under par this year, they're going to win by eight or nine. They're not going to win by two. Um, I know where you're going with this, and it's nobody's fault. Listen, the, the, they, they, it was what it was. Uh, it was a Masters in November. We're never going to see it again, okay? But I, I'm with you, Adam, on this. I, I don't think we're going to see it uh, this this year. I would be very, 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 very surprised if we do. Yeah, I'm fascinating to see how it plays starting uh, Thursday. And my what this week, what will Bryson do this time at Augusta <laughs> National? You know, like going into last time around, he had bulked up even more from the U.S. Open. He looked like the Michelin man out there. He was testing out a long driver, 48-inch driver shaft. And then the night before, he says, you know what? I'm good. I'll go back to the regular stuff. And then he just hit the ball all over the map throughout the week. 
Bernhard Langer beat him, you know, head-to-head on the Sunday. And then he was completely, he had some stomach issues, he was dizzy, it was weird. But now we have a new, newish Bryson. He's lost 15 pounds. His putting has really carried him. But will he take some other weird line on a hole? As per, you know, the Players' Championship, he was going to go left of the 18th uh-huh. water. And then when he said that, they said internal out of bounds, no guy. Do you think, what will Bryson do this week? What do you think? I think we're going to see aggressive lines, especially on holes like 13, possibly two, etc. But I don't think we're going to see anything we haven't seen before. I think we're going to see a quieter Bryson. He had weird things to say in press conferences, putting the spotlight on himself. And then he turned around and contradicted himself and says, I don't like the spotlight. I think we're going to see a quieter game plan. And a guy that is just going to go and got the, the guy that showed up at the Arnold Palmer. He just went in with the game plan. He did his game plan. You know, he had some fun with the crowd, certainly with a crazy line on number six. That's what Bryson's all about. But we're not going to see the most ridiculous thing. Decision of 2020 is what you're outlining there with the driver on Wednesday night. So, yeah, it, it's certainly bizarre. And you know, we'll, we'll see how his putter carries him as well at the Players' Championship that Saturday. 21 putts. That was some excellent stuff on the, the putting green. Let's see what he has come Thursday. Okay, Mark, the tea is now yours. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! All right, my winner, and we've kind of been dancing around it all show, is the Masters back in April. Listen, I I was thankful to have a Masters last year. It's better to have one than to not have one at all. But a mushy, soft Augusta in November with different grass poking through and, and a first cut. Uh, and a, sorry, second cut that looks like higher than I've ever seen before. Four rounds in the 60s. Cam Smith hitting hybrid into 15 that lands and sticks like a lob wedge. I want nothing to do with that, Adam. That's not Augusta. That's not the Masters. This is fast, firm s- shots you're scared of. Adam, last November, we didn't see one guy scared of a single shot at Augusta National. Yeah, you know, you're right. You know, we saw 20 under win back in November. Are we going to see something closer to that 5 under that Danny Willett won back in 2016? I, I would think, you know, somewhere in the 9 to 11 under par range. What, what do you think? Since they did the reno, let's only look at the last 15 years. Let's throw out history previous to the last 15. Why do I say that? 15 years ago, they finished the redesign, the tiger proofing that started a few years earlier. So the last 15 years is a very specific sample size of tournaments based on the redesign of the golf course. The average winning score at Augusta National, 10.6 under par during that 15-year window. By the way, the average uh, winner, 8.6 under par on the par fives that week. So if you're going to win Augusta, it's usually around 10.5 to 11 under par, and you better be 8 or 9 under on the par fives or you don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. Okay, my weird this week, we love the roars on Sunday. We love the birdies. We love the charges, right? And in our minds, Adam, in our minds, this golf tournament, the excitement, the volatility, the charges on Sunday, and that's all real. But in reality as well, 25 of the last 32 winners have come out of the final group on Sunday. A complete contradiction as to how emotionally we are attached to this golf tournament and how our minds see 15, 16, 
car wrecks at Amen Corner. All those things are true. They've all happened. They've all created volatility, but also 25 of 32 from the last pair. That is weird, is it not? That is weird, and that's very interesting. You know, you, you look back to the last quote-unquote normal Masters, I, to a degree, you know, when Tiger won, they were playing in threesomes that, that final day too. So you, you think of, you know, just how different that would have been if Tiger was in the second-to-last group. That, that is one of the weirder stats for sure. And my what this week, Skulls, is what is the reality of limited spectators on the ground? In November, we had no patrons. We had no patrons. We had no galleries. This is the golf course that is most famous for the roars. And they echo through Augusta. And they come from the low part of the golf course, which is Amen Corner, to then to 1516, to then up to the clubhouse. The sound meanders uphill. And you know what's going on. And you can tell the difference between Tiger roars and Phil roars and Rory roars versus some of that. And it changes the way a player manages their way around a golf course. The last time we saw this with Tiger Woods playing with Molinari and Kepka and the different sounds and the pressure and the energy and Tiger knew what was coming and Tiger knew that Molinari and Kepka knew what was coming and he knew how they were going to react to it and he walked himself into a green jacket. Do we have that again this year? What will limited galleries do to the leaderboard? Because we had no none of that in November. Zero. We had none. And do you think that the 2,500 or 5,000, whatever that number is, that is on the grounds, is it enough to change the dynamic? What do you think? Well, it'll definitely be different than it was back in November. But, you know, you mentioned the limited capacity for the patrons. And we've seen in these tournaments that have happened that have had, you know, some sort of a percentage of, of fans or patrons there, they all go to the same hole. So you, you, wonder, you wonder, you know, what kind of, especially come Sunday afternoon, you know, when the when the final group is coming down the stretch, you know, fifteen, sixteen, they're all gonna they're all going to be around there. You would think so. I I would say it's going to have some sort of effect, especially if it comes down to the wire. I'm with you on this. I I think it's obviously not going to be like it was in 2019. That that's off the charts. It's certainly not going to be like it was in November because we had nobody. I think mm-hmm. it's going to take. It, I think it's going to have some effect. But it's going to take a while to get there. I'm with you. It happens late on Sunday when there's only a handful of groups left and everybody on the property is condensing and gravitating to those keyholes with those mm-hmm. key groups. At that point, you look around and there's, and there's 5,000 bodies, whatever it is. You're going to feel that, especially if you're mm-hmm. trying to win your first green jacket. You're going to feel that. I don't think you're going to feel that, though, until we get to the last... 60 minutes to maybe two hours of the broadcast on Sunday. And, and maybe the same thing on Saturday. I mean, with moving day yeah, sort maybe. of thing. Yeah. Maybe. Interesting note on moving day before we go to break. You know, I've been poking around just trying to find some interesting stuff as we've got so much TV coverage this week and I'm on for so much. <laughs> and, you know, uh, moving day has been, you know, over the years, Again, a day where you really vault up the leaderboard, leader change, leaderboard changes, etc. Since the redesign, taking a look at that 15-year window that we just talked about in Winners Weird and What, the moving day has actually happened on Sunday 
and not Saturday. And that has mainly been that the setup on Saturday has been a stroke more difficult than the Sunday. Now the Sunday traditional back nine is there for the taking. And it's been, and it, it has the back nine on Sunday has become moving day at Augusta. You know what? You're right. And one thing I'm really interested to, I'm curious, come Sunday, do you remember in November where the pin was on 16 on Sunday? It wasn't not in the see traditional bowl. Yeah, not you a chance. To see it. It's in the bowl this year, Scully. They put it up top last year because it was soft and the ball could actually get hit up there and stay up there. In, in, in April, that whole location is impossible. You can't even put a, f- a flag up there in April. One other reason as to why my winner this week is in April. All right, on the other side, Skulls, let's get everybody caught up on some winners in the world of golf. And more importantly, Golf Talk Canada schedule, TSN Masters schedule. We got more content than anybody on the planet. Masters week has begun right now on TSN. We'll be right back. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada as we put a bow on today's show. Before we get to all things Masters this week, leaderboard updates brought to you by Bushnell Golf, the number one rangefinder in all of golf. Visit, visit bushnellgolf.com. For all your rangefinder and GPS needs, ANA Inspiration, first of five majors on the LPGA Tour this season. Patty Tananakit Kit. Man, we're just going to call her Patty T moving forward. Anyway, she gets her done. 18 under. Well done. Two shot win over Lydia, Lydia Ko. 62, tying the course record. Without Lydia Ko, this was a parade. Congratulations to Patty Brooke Henderson, T19. Emerald Coast Classic. On the Corn Ferry Tour, you got the moves like Jagger. Steven Jagger with the win. He secures top 25, so Steven Jagger will be headed back to the PGA Tour next season. Adam Svensson, another good performance. T13 coming off the win last week. And Taylor Pendrith, T22. And Pendrith in that third position. Two Canadians looking good to head to the PGA Tour next week, next year. Jordan Spieth, his 12th career PGA Tour win. Back in the winner's circle. Spieth on fire this week. Charlie Hoffman, man, career money letter, winner at the Valero Texas Open. Unbelievable. The Hoff almost gets it done again at TPC San Antonio. Okay. Crazy, crazy week. 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Kicks off Wednesday. Commemorative Master Staff Bag. Our first prize. We're giving away 20000 in product. Grand prize. Full set. Tour experience golf clubs. Now, you got to follow us on social media, at Golf Talk Canada, Twitter and Instagram to win. But there's more. We'll announce the details Wednesday on Golf Talk Canada Television. Speaking of Wednesday, Golf Talk Canada Television, 11 a.m., we premiere leading into ESPN on the range. 
Masters pregame TSN. And of course, Thursday, 11 a.m., across the TSN TV network, we've got TSN early round coverage of the Masters. Myself, James Duffy, Bob Weeks, Graham Dillette in Augusta. We will have you covered every day, live from Maiman Corner, featured groups 1516. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, leading into network coverage, TSN, CTV, your home for everything's Masters. And, of course, Masters wrap-up shows in the evening. You don't have to suffer through that horrible Golf Channel music from the Live From set. I love the Live From, guys. Can't get past the music. We have you covered instead on TSN. Then next Monday, Adam, Bob, myself, right back here, 10 a.m. to noon, Masters recap, two hours TSN 1050, TSN iHeartRadio, and then later that day at 4 o'clock, you can watch our Masters Radio recap show on TSN 2, 4 to 6 Eastern. No more Masters coverage. Nobody has more. Nobody goes deeper. Scully will be doing edge hits every day. TSN edge picks coming this Wednesday from the three of us, and then Scully is all over it. TSN edge, CA, all week breaking down feature groups, picks that day, betting favorites, long shots, value plays. Scully, did I miss anything? You know what? That, that was excellent. That was that was a very, that was a thorough, I don't think you're reading that as well. That was off top of mind too. That was, that was very top well of the done. Mind, I, I turned 46, Scully, uh, Wednesday, and my mind is sharp as, as attack. My body is falling apart. There, there you go. I mean, <laughs> what, what more can he ask for, right? But no, it's, it's going to be an unbelievable week uh, here on TSN throughout. Yeah, you know, starting Thursday, you can actually watch us on Golf Talk Canada Thursday morning if you happen to miss our previous airing, 7.30 a.m. TSN 1 on Thursday. And then, of course, our main coverage underway, 11 a.m. You and James Duffy in studio, Bob and Graham Dillette on the ground. And we have a primetime repeat Wednesday night if you're at home looking at primetime. All right, that does it. You know how I can do that off the top of my head without a script and with that kind of energy? That is 40 years of being a wrestling fan. You can cut a wrestling promo when you need one, Adam. And it is WrestleMania weekend as well, but we won't get into that because that's <laughs> also this week as well. Stay tuned. Andy Petrillo, Leafs lunch following GTC. Leafs won again. We've got goaltending. I love it. We have goaltending. The best thing about goaltending, it's like being a putter. If you make a bunch of 40-footers and miss the 4-footer, no one cares about the 40-footer. We finally have goaltending stopping the shots you're supposed to sh stop. Holding the fort in tight games. I could do an hour on the Leafs right now. I, I, I have a connection with Jack Campbell. We'll get to that next time. All right. Thanks so much for listening. It's Masters Week. Adam, have a great week. We'll see you tomorrow for Golf Talk Canada TV, which airs Wednesday. Remember, first good decision on the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.